Hey everyone, welcome back to the With Love by Diamond podcast. My name is Diamond and I am your host and I'm so excited that you are here today. If you are watching on YouTube or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening, I'm so happy that you're listening to today's episode. Um, today's episode is actually something that is very near and dear to my heart or something not very near and dear to my heart, wrong terminology. Um, I guess it's something that I've struggled with, um, before, and I'm guessing some of you have struggled with this before too, or else you wouldn't have clicked on today's episode. Um, and that is the need to prove yourself. Um, so if you are struggling with this or have struggled with this, um, I hope that in today's episode, you find some encouragement and also freedom from this, um, especially as a believer that there is freedom from trying to prove yourself to people, insert whatever it is or whoever it is that you're trying to prove yourself to, whether that be people, teachers, employers, uh, people that you're in relationship with, friends, uh, church, even to God, um, we tend to try to prove ourselves to him or why he should love us. So we're going to get into that in today's episode. Um, I'm really excited. I hope you guys have an open heart and an open mind to receive um, from this episode. I know, like I said, this is something that I personally struggled with and, you know, that I found freedom in this um, probably within the last year, year and a half or so. Um, so I'm excited to share kind of what I've experienced, what I've learned from it, and I hope you guys can take something away from it as well. Um, But before we hop in, if you're watching on YouTube, I look very fall right now. Um, So I hope you guys are enjoying the fall season wherever you live. Um, I live in Southern California and it has not felt like fall at all. It is still like 80 degrees, 84 degrees, and people are still wearing shorts and stuff outside. And it's just, ugh, it just makes me so mad. <laughs> it just makes me so mad. Like I love fall. I love the fall season. It is my favorite season. And it's not really like in Southern California, the leaves are always changing and all that kind of stuff, but it's more so the weather outside. It's not nearly as sunny. It's more cozy feeling. And so I'm like, I'm going to dress like fall until it becomes fall. Um, so I hope you guys are enjoying this fall season, wherever you are living, wherever you are at. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, comment below from where you're watching from. And if it is starting to feel like fall, I would like to know. Um, but yeah, so let's just go ahead and hop right in. I'm trying not to make these episodes super long. Um, so I don't want to take too, too much time. Um, but I thought, yeah, I'll just kind of give a little bit of backstory of kind of where I have found myself in places of needing to prove to people. Um, so just again, just some backstory for myself is the, this started for me when I was in school, um, probably like elementary school, middle school, obviously high school, college, and now into my professional career and journey. And I'm sure a lot of you could relate to this if you have found yourself being the only person in a room who looks like you. So as someone, as a Black woman, as a Black child in schools and stuff, I was really the only one in my classes who looked like me. I was the only Black child in my classes, um, even in my workplaces, being the only Black person in my workplaces or being the only Black person in the room. And, you know, I'm not trying to make everything about race, but this is a very real reality. And I know 
especially people of color, um, this is something that, you know, we struggle with is the need to prove to others why we belong in certain rooms, why we are there, um, whatever. But anyway, so this started for me when I was in elementary school, um, probably, and it was the need to prove to my teachers, um, the schools that I went to primarily were Hispanic or white, Hispanic, Latino, or white students ethnically. Um, and so, you know, in the teachers that I had, I had, I could count on one hand how many teachers that were Black that I had. And, you know, the teachers that I had also were within those virtual groups that I had mentioned that were at my schools. And so, you know, I knew um, at a very early age, what people thought about Black people, um, what they thought about Black students and, you know, all of that and kind of the biases that I had experienced in school, the unfair treatment, whatever. And so I, starting at a very young age, felt the need to prove my teachers wrong about me. So where they thought maybe that Um, Black students were the loudest in the room. I would make sure that I was quiet, that I was ultra just respectful, that I didn't interrupt, that I wasn't loud, that I wasn't talking. I always made sure to sit in the front of the room um, when I was in schools. And that carried through all the way through college because I ended up going to um, a private Christian university, which I can do an episode talking about my experience at a private Christian university if y'all want me to. But I ended up going to a private Christian university. And as you can imagine, <laughs> there are very few and far between Black students that are not athletes. And so that carried with me through there and kind of the same things, feeling the need to prove to them that I was smart, that I was that I was good enough, that I was, um, yeah, that I was smart, that I was good enough, that whatever they thought in their mind that a Black student should be, I was going to be the opposite of that. Um, and it was just this need to prove to them, to prove them wrong, to prove the statistics about black students wrong. Um, and then that also then carried with me into my career and in my jobs and stuff, again, being the only black person in the rooms at my jobs and, you know, trying to prove to my bosses, who I was like, no, you're not right about me. You know, there would be assumptions that would be made in schools with my jobs, all that kind of stuff about, about who they thought a black woman should be, who they thought um, a young person should be. You know, I was relatively young when I started um, working at my first job. I think I was like 22 in more of like a professional type setting. And so even proving that wrong, like no young people are not all just like this, 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 this. And so this constant need to prove these people wrong um, or this constant need to defend myself, not even out loud, but with my actions and kind of, you know, who I was a part of that. Now, a part of those things that I was mentioning, me being quiet and stuff, that is just naturally a part of who I am. I'm more introverted um, by nature, more quiet by nature. But a part of that was also to prove whoever I was in these rooms with, professionals or whatever, teachers, um, employers, that I could be the opposite of what you're seeing currently on TV. I could be the opposite of what these statistics say. I could be the opposite of, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so I don't know if any of you 
can relate, especially if you are someone of color in workplaces or in school settings where you are the minority, really like the minority. Um, But this even goes beyond that. Um, Some of us have tried to, if you are someone who plays sports, you try to prove to your coaches maybe that you are the best on the team, that you are the best of the best and that no one can beat you. And so you're doing all these extras to make sure that they know you're trying to prove to them to make sure that they know that you are the best person for the job. Um, This could be in your relationships for women, um, trying to prove to men why they should love you, why you are worthy enough, why they should see you, why they should choose you. Um, If you're a man watching this, you know, vice versa, the same thing, trying to prove to a woman why they should love you, why they should need you. Um, This could even go to, you know, your family members or your parents, Um, you trying to prove to them why they should love you, why they should care for you. Um, If you maybe had a a parent who was estranged and who left you at a very young age, you spend your life trying to prove to them that they shouldn't have left you because look at who I am now. Um, And so all of us have someone that we've been trying to prove ourselves to. And then as a believer, sometimes we try to prove to God why he should love us, right? We try to prove to him by doing works, by having a works mentality, by having a works mindset, doing all the things, the same things that we do with our coaches, our teachers, our parents, whoever, in the same way, we try to do that to God, prove to God why he should love us, why he should choose us, why he should bless us, why he should give us favor, you know, and we do that by our works doing, you know, X, Y, and Z, fill in the blank, um, what that has looked like for you. So all that to say, um, you know, it is definitely something that I have struggled with, something that I have carried with me um, until I found freedom. (laughs) And I found freedom when I realized that whether that be with teachers, employers, relationships, whoever, that I didn't need to prove myself to anybody because as a believer, as a daughter of Christ, as a daughter of God, victory is already mine. Therefore, I actually don't need to prove anything to anyone because of victory is mine. And when I'm saying victory is mine, when Jesus died on the cross and he took all the sins of the world, he took everything. He died on the cross and then he rose again on the third day. When he rose again on the third day, that was victory over the enemy. That was victory over death. That was victory over curses. That was victory over lies. That was victory over destruction. That was victory over you name it, when Jesus rose on the third day, that was victory. And so because I am a daughter of God, because Jesus is my Lord and Savior, I have that same victory, that same power that rose Jesus from the dead, from the dead lives inside of me. And therefore I have that same victory, that same, same victory. There's a scripture in um, Psalms 23 And should I just, where it talks about that God will make a table for you in the presence of your enemies. 
enemy is anyone who is opposing you, anyone who is in opposition to you. And that could be anyone. As I mentioned, that could be a teacher, a coach, someone in authority, authority figure in your life. That could be a parent. That could be a friend, whoever. That's a promise that we have that the Lord will make a table for me in the presence of my enemy, but not for our own glory, not because of anything that we've done, but because again, victory is ours in Christ Jesus. Right. And I remember there was a time, um, in my last job where it was just, things were just happening and I was getting really frustrated. And I remember telling the Lord, I'm like, Lord, when are you going to make a table (laughs) for me in the presence of my enemies? Like, when are you going to do that for me? And sometimes we think it'll be a literal table. And sometimes that it could be a literal table, I guess. Um, but sometimes it's spiritually, it'll, be God elevating you to places where they thought that you couldn't go, but it's not because of anything that you did, right? Because when we're trying to prove to people and to others, we're trying to prove out of our own strength. But again, we don't actually need to prove to anybody or anything because victory is ours in Christ Jesus. So now I want to read um, this scripture. It's in Romans 8. And I guess we can read, it'll be chapters, not chapters, it'll be Romans 8 verses 31 through 38. And the subject or the heading is that nothing can separate us from God's love. And um, I think it's just so powerful when we're talking about stopping uh, the need to prove ourselves or stopping to trying to prove ourselves to others. We need to recognize why, why we don't need to do that anymore. And that is because of God's love for us. That is because of what Jesus did on the cross when he rose again. And because that he has the victory, we also have the victory and that God will take care of us. Um, Not because anything that we have done because of who he is and because of his grace and his favor over our lives and his love for us. There's a love that can cover your need to prove to others. That's God's love. And so let's go ahead and read. Sorry, y'all, my foot is asleep and it's hurting. Okay, so starting at verse 31, it says, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen who God has chosen for his own. No one for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. Let's just stop right there. It's so, so powerful. And this is literally just what I had mentioned that we don't need to do anything because of what Jesus did on the cross and because he was raised on the third day. Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? We are God's chosen. God has chose us for himself. And we have, uh, when we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are now in agreement of being God's chosen people. And it says, no one for God himself has given us right standing with himself. 
who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. He's sitting in the place of honor at God's, at God's right hand, pleading for us. We don't need to plead for ourselves. I mean, in prayer, yes, we can plead and petition and all that kind of stuff. But in the way that we do that here on the in the world with those that we're trying to prove to, we don't need to do that because Jesus has already done that and he's doing that for us. He's sitting literally at God's right hand, talking to God about us, intervening, working with the Holy Spirit on our behalf. Um, verse 35, it says, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or are threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Before that, in verse 35, it gives us all these reasons why for being persecuted, hungry, destitute, in danger, threatened, um, slaughtered, all these different things as, um, as reasons to separate us from Christ's love. And it says, no, despite all the things, despite your need to prove yourself to people, despite trying to make sure that people understand you, no, you don't have to do that because overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. Verse 38, it goes on to say, and I'm convinced that and I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death, death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Whew. That is really, really good. Really, really good. And once I really got, and you know, I've been uh, a believer, I've been a Christian for some time now. And, but I still felt the need to prove to others. I still felt the need to prove them wrong, to prove the statistics wrong, to prove my teachers wrong, to prove my employers wrong, to prove whoever wrong. I still felt that need to do that. And it wasn't until I realized, like fully realized, I feel like we read these scriptures and I'm sure some of you have heard these scriptures time and time again, or you've heard other scriptures that talked about having victory or, you know, the Lord making a table for us in front of the presence of our enemies. We've heard these scriptures time and time again, but the difference is, is when I really started to grasp that I took hold of that as truth. Once we take hold of the fact that overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us as truth, we don't feel the need to prove to anyone anymore because victory is already ours, right? Victory, you know, because of what Jesus did for us, we don't have to try to, to do anything to earn the victory, right? The victory is ours. The victory is ours over death. The victory is ours over every curse, every sin. 
in our lives, every um, need to prove victory is ours, victory is ours over that job, over that um, over that school, over that situation, over that relationship, victory is ours because we have Christ. So for me, that is what helped me to stop trying to prove myself to people now, you know, because we are human and because, you know, these things will continue to pop up. We're employers. We feel like we need to defend ourselves. We feel like, you know, X, Y, and Z, we will feel like that again. I'm sure. I'm sure that I will feel like that again, the need to prove myself to people. But the difference is I can hold on to this truth because I recognize it as truth. I think that's what makes, you know, the scriptures so powerful is we can read them time and time again, but they will mean absolutely nothing to us if we don't recognize them as truth. And I recognize that the Lord will fight for me as truth. That's what it talks about in Exodus, that the Lord will fight for you. All you need to do is be still. That is the truth. That's the truth today, yesterday, the same always. That is the truth that the Lord will fight for you on your behalf. You can stop trying to prove to that person why you should be in that room, why you should be in that position. The truth is that overwhelming victory is ours. That is the truth. So I can stop trying to fight my way through situations because overwhelming victory is mine through Christ Jesus. The truth is that the Lord will make a table for me in the presence of my enemy. That is the truth, not for my own glory, but for the glory of the Lord. That is the truth. That is the the God honest truth. That is the God honest truth. And I just, that's where I found freedom in realizing that victory is already mine as a believer. Now, if you're not a believer, victory can become yours if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you realize what he did for you on the cross and you realize what happened when he rose again on the third day, right? But for the believers in the house, for the believers in the room, um, victory is already yours. So take hold of that. Take, grab that, grab that. And hold that close to you. So when things start coming up and you feel like you need to defend and prove and do all these things, remember that you don't need to do that. You don't need to try to stress yourself out trying to prove to people why you belong where you belong. If God's put you in that room, you belong there already. If God's opened that door for you, you can walk through it with confidence. If God's given you a title and you feel like other people around you at your company or whatever, they don't like your title, God's given you that title so you can walk boldly in the fact that God's given that thing to you, right? If you are still trying to prove yourself in relationships with your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, or even your friendships, It's time to let that relationship or those friendships go because you shouldn't have to do that to prove to them why you are worthy of love, why you are worthy of being cared for, being treated right, whatever. You can let that go now Um, because you don't need to try to prove to people why you belong in a room, why they should love you, why God, God already did that for you. You don't need to continue to try to do that. It shouldn't be that we are so stressed and so tight 
about trying to prove ourselves. Honestly, there is such freedom when we realize we don't have to do that anymore. I remember, I think it was at like a church service or something that I was at, and they had us write down something that we had been holding on to. This is maybe like about a year ago, year and a half ago or so. And I remember I wrote down the need to try to prove myself to people, the need to try to prove my worth to people. And once I released that, once I let that go, once I prayed over it and I recognized that overwhelming victory is mine and I recognize that as truth, there has been such freedom in that because I don't have to prove myself to people anymore. Right now, we still, if you're in a workplace, you still need to be doing your work and, you know, whatever. I'm not saying don't do any of those things. You still need to do what you are, you know, called to do. Um, But you don't need to be so hell-bent on trying to make people understand why you belong where you belong. If God's called you there, you belong. And victory is yours. That's all I have for this episode. Um, Today, I'll make sure to link all the scriptures that I referenced um, today in the show notes. Um, Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I'm trying to make the episodes a little bit shorter, so we're going to wrap up um, now. But I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, If this is something that you are really, really struggling with, Take this to the Lord and yeah, just take it to the Lord in prayer. Um, And yeah, I'm telling you, there is just such freedom and peace when you can let this go. Stop trying to prove yourself. That's the end of my message today. Stop trying to prove yourself. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's all that I have for you guys today. And like I said, hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you got something out of it, please let me know. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to... Um, leave something in the comments. I would love to read about it. If you are struggling in this area, let us know so that we can pray for you. Um, Let's see if you would like to follow me on Instagram. You can. Um, It is at with love by diamond Um, and on all streaming platforms. It's at with love by diamond. If you would like to listen on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple, you can do that as well. Um, You can also visit my website where I have um, blog post on there, which is www.withlovebydiamond.com. I'll make sure to link everything down below. Um, so I do- hope you guys enjoyed um, today's episode. Um, this episode will be released on a Wednesday. I will also be releasing a bonus episode on this upcoming Friday. Yes, upcoming Friday. Um, so make sure to stay tuned for that. And I think that's all that I have for you guys today. Make sure I'm not missing anything. Nope, I'm not missing anything. All right. So that's all that I have for you guys today. Like I said, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I will see you guys next time. Bye.